think the bear's filing away there, huh? Yep. <laughs> that is. <laughs> it sounds like he's doing crystal rocking the bed. <laughs> <laughs> we're officially going here. I think we should all introduce ourselves and uh, tell each other what we're wearing. Point hammers intended for an immature audience. So if you're easily offended, you best get the step in. But if you'd like to stay, let's, let's get, get hammered. hammered. Welcome all to Point Hammer Paint Night. I got the Raj Number here. two. The bastard. Yeah, chilling over here. Two. The bear. Going yeah. commando over here in my own home. <laughs> and uh, our special guest tonight is one uh, certain Bubsy. How's it going, podcast world? Yeah, not too bad. So we're all sitting in the comfort of our own homes, right? <laughs> No, no one's driving right now. You're driving me crazy, motherfucker. <laughs> Let's start with the bear, because I think we can hear him the most. What are you working on right now, bear? I am building the 120th scale trebuchet as a grand prize for my tournament. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's all you ever work on, dude. <laughs> yeah, it's turned out to be uh, quite a project. Much like most things I get myself into, it ends up being <laughs> a little more time-consuming and intense than I expect. <laughs> is it easier to build just a like miniature trebuchet or a, a giant full-scale one? Which is easier? Um, there's a lot less fiddly parts on the big one. <laughs> and as long as you have a forklift around, the heavy lifting isn't too bad. It's easier to wrap your bear mitts around? Yeah. <laughs> what I'm getting from you? It stinks. I'm uh, mixing some green stuff to work on the Java Sloith. Yeah, how's he going? How big is he now? Ah, he's got wings, he's got front claws, just got to do a bunch of scales and some ridges and shit. Maybe a tail, been working on the tail, he'll be done. Some crenellations, perhaps? Yeah, he's going to have a crenellated ridge across the top ah, of his head. nice. <laughs> Contrast against the slithy tongue? <laughs> oh yeah, I still got to dig out some bits and put the slithy tongue in there. You can make something out of green stuff pretty, you just roll it up a big sausage and flatten it out. Do a couple of different ones and let them dry. Yeah, you're picking yeah, I'm just gonna use. Tongues. There's a real cool looking bit on the spawn sprue that I'm gonna use. Ah, for that. Okay. There's a lot of cool shit in there if you're doing chaos conversions. Yeah, Buy a fucking... spawn box, fuckers. Yeah, that. I am painting a, a slew. Did we side, decide on a slew, or a swarm of skaven slaves? A swarm of skaven slaves, not to be confused with a rat swarm. <laughs> but I'm painting the skin on them. About 30 of them. And then that's still only about 60% of one unit. <laughs> well, I'm going to kill myself before this is over. So, Raj, where did you get the idea of doing a horde army and converting every single model in it? I don't fucking know how I got that idea. Just kind of happened. Yeah, I was going to team up with Stinks for the Beastman army, and then I bought a box of Skaven, opened it up. Opened it up, and then I saw the actual Skaven models inside and realized that I wouldn't be able to use any Skaven models in my Skaven army because of how horrible they look. <laughs> so I've been chopping their head off and putting them on Ungors ever since. <laughs> All right, Bubsy, what are you doing? Get us. Uh, I got two projects on the go right now. I've got... Um... 
Patriman conversion. Uh, basically, it's uh, working off a, a resin base and the, uh, the standard GW treatment. And the shit ton of brass etch leads become yeah. an utter nightmare. Um, <laughs> yeah. So you, you've shown me a picture of it. The resin base is like a tree stump. You know, it'd just be a tree stump on a base, but you kind of added the tree man body and sculpted it all the way up into a, like uh, a tree man. Right. The, that... uh, the base is from uh, MicroArt Studio, and it's basically got uh, it's a gigantic oak tree thing, and it's got mm-hmm. uh, a dryad, uh, kind of a naked dryad body pushing its way out of the tree, so that's quite a bit of character to that. Oh, cool. And then sort of the... Um, the tree meant to be sort of coming from, from behind the tree <laughs> and uh, okay. wrapping wrapping the limbs around the, the, the oak. So it kind of uh. looks like he's sheltering her or protecting her. And then the idea is to drape the brass etch leaves down and around so she's kind of obscured. The problem is is that the, all the branches on, on the uh, GW treatment are quite thick and heavy. So to extend it out to the smaller and the finer brass etch leaves, you have to use an endless number of paper clips and pins and <laughs> green stuff to try and get it all to work together. And more often than not, I end up, uh, once I'm actually tagging the brass etch onto these little pins, and more often than not, I end up gluing my fingers together and gluing the brass etch to my fingers. <laughs> and then I have to paint and repaint all that shit and uh, get it all done again. But it is after a couple months now coming together. <laughs> That's the kind of tedious bullshit that we support over here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, Bobs, how long have you been playing Warhammer? I guess I started uh, back in uh, the first edition of 40K. The rock that up to uh, about the time I started university. And then I mm-hmm. discovered fear all Warhammer related stuff took a sidebar and then uh-huh. fell off the mark uh, fell off the mark till about probably 2004 2005 when I was living in England and went by a GW uh, GW London the Oxford store there and started uh, playing again uh, picked up 40k mm-hmm. quickly discovered that 40k was chumps and kids and then <laughs> moved over to uh, Fantasy Battle played Ogres was the first army uh, when it first came out there it was my first reintroduction <laughs> cool. yeah. so so you play people from the UK and people yep. from Canada. Is there any difference with attitude or? Definitely in the UK, uh, the group I was with there, I, mean, I was actually playing with a couple guys um, there. One guy actually won best general in 40K at a uh, number of big tournaments over there. Um, mm-hmm. And so <laughs> the standard of playing, I found out I wasn't, I, I thought I was horrible, except I was only playing like sort of the best of the best. And basically it meant that I got my ass handed to me just about every game. <laughs> and I came over here and I thought, oh, I could win one or two here. Um, <laughs> but it also meant I quickly discovered that demons are not an army I like playing at that time, a seventh or sixth or seventh edition at the time. Mm-hmm. After I picked up the ogres, got into wood elves, and then uh, moved from there to high elves as well, and then dabbled a little bit with the uh, warriors of chaos and Britonia. But uh, I've coming mm-hmm. back. Uh, I sold a lot of my stuff when I moved back from the UK, so now okay. I'm uh, restarting uh, the wood elf army because. Uh, I think over over the years that my painting skills evolved, sure. I wasn't happy with the original uh, group of wood elves, and, and so now I'm going for something a lot, sort of every model in the line. I want to have it uh, as a showcase piece. So it's taken me probably about a year to get halfway through it, but uh, it's coming together. What kind of boner does that? <laughs> every every freaking model to like uh, showcase quality. That's the problem I've been fucking running into. <laughs> you never get shit done. <laughs> 
Yeah, the problem yeah. when you get better at painting is you get, it's hard to turn it off and paint something crappy and just exactly it. you can't. It gets worse as you get better. You think you're good, and then wait a year and look at what you're doing, and then look back and it's like son of I'll do. I've been doing that with Beast Men recently. It's just painted up another batch of gores. Yeah. Looking back at the old ones, like ah, these used to look great, and now they're just shit. <laughs> I've seen your gores, man. I think online they're for your uh, and your conversion shit, man. That's that's pretty top notch. Yeah, that's a, that's the fun part for me. Painting's when it gets tedious. <laughs> yeah, I I can't convert for anything. The treatment's probably about the hardest thing I've ever done, and cutting the <laughs> shit out of that thing with rotary drill is not the funnest thing I've ever done. <laughs> so, what's the first army that you actually started and finished painting the whole thing? Uh, the ogres. I actually did do that. Actually, I probably should say it was the Imperial Guard. I did a Death Corps Greek army. I, basically, that was back when Imperial Guard were just horrendous in 40k, and uh, so I basically just hated playing an army where I just knew I was going to lose every time I played. But uh, so I picked up the ogres, thinking that my luck would change. And, uh, <laughs> turns out, <laughs> turns out, well, uh, they were the worst army available at that edition. Uh, I feel your pain. I feel your pain, clubs. <laughs> I think but, the uh, sticks. Got his start on Imperial Guard. Is that yeah, right? That was the first army I ever painted. I had a Katie and Imperial Guard. All the yeah. all metal baby. <laughs> hundred plus troopers all painted up. Back yeah. then I used to win a lot of painting awards, but it was all dry brushed. Just really tedious. Yeah, no, dry I had pretty much the same experience, man. I, all my uh, it was the Armageddon models that I converted into this before Forge World had their particular Death Corp creep. So yeah, it was all about like painting the skulls on the models and getting everything done right. And they actually sold <laughs> quite well for eBay on eBay at the time. Yeah, I cleared over sure seven hundred bucks. Now. When I got rid yeah. of mine. And then the ogres. And uh, the first thing that let me know that my painting was getting up was when I won uh, Best Monster at the Oxford store. And uh, yeah, Best Monster's Creature with the Rhinox Rider. I was happy with that. And all the ogres are pretty well done. They're all in a snow and winter theme. It's pretty much every ogre army is these days. <laughs> um, the, uh, the bears got half a winter themed ogre army. <laughs> too lazy. He's never gone, snow he's never gone back bases. and finished it. <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah, I enjoyed those. Match up uh, with Jerry's army, or the legend, I should say. So mm -hmm. maybe for Adepticon, one of my goals is yeah to make all the basing. No on bases. That's that's your goal. That's all you got to do for Adepticon. <laughs> you got Are you going to succeed here. at this goal? Yeah. It's quite possible I will not. He's got a fucking giant tournament in between, fools. Let me check the let me check the eight ball here. Sources say no. <laughs> I'm gonna prove you wrong, Hastings. No, no. <laughs> uh, I am also planning on adding a scrap launcher and a bunch of knoblers too. So I do plan on actually painting some models someday. Whenever I get proved wrong, I just blame it on chronic alcoholism. Scapegoat <laughs> <laughs> for whatever goes wrong in my life. <laughs> From fucking yeah, right. limp dick to DUI. Chronic <laughs> 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 alcoholism is a good excuse. <laughs> so how yeah. many armies have you painted total then? Probably two, just uh, four or five. The uh, last army I did fully, uh, other than this Wood Elf army I'm on now, was the High Elves. They're about 80% done. The problem I found with High Elves is as much as I, I like the army, I did a good job. I sort of veered off course with the color palette on some of the models. Like I, You just start, you paint one unit, you get it done. And then you paint the next unit, 
and you don't keep in mind that one consistent color palette that you want to rock all the way through. So individually, all the units <laughs> uh-huh. are fine. But when you put it on the board, they don't look, doesn't look like an army. Uh, <laughs> that's a total newbie mistake there. Yeah. The other thing I found with them is that the high elves themselves just don't suit my play style. Like it's a very hand back, let, uh, let the opponent come to you and then just rely, like shoot, spell the guy to death and then rely on your always strike first to do some damage later on. And uh, I tend to just want to fire everything up the middle of the board early or turn around. <laughs> I hate just standing in, in the movement phase. So, yeah, don't play dwarves then. <laughs> <laughs> Come on now, they move. Typical dwarf movement phases. Number one, sit there. Number two, sit there. Number three, charge 15 inches. <laughs> Win the game. <laughs> <laughs> That's how every dwarf game goes lately. <laughs> or not. But <laughs> are you still going to be playing dwarves, Johnny? Or are you going to be doing beastmen now? Um, as soon as I get enough beastmen painted to feel the decent-sized force, I'll be playing beastmen, but that'll be a while. Yeah. How long does it take you to paint a model then now? Well, I tend to do, um, if I'm doing a this Wood Elf Lord, like I've actually got, uh, I sent you the pics of the two Wood Elf mages I did. That, yeah. Yep. And basically a model like that where I'm going to try, like basically for every character model like that, I try and investigate a new technique so for those two i was trying i was okay. working with uh, sheer clothing I think each one probably took about a month the lord i'm working on now will probably be about a month how many hours i don't know how many hours it works out too because life yeah. always seems to interrupt uh, yeah well that's Who's that's dying? a cool idea about <laughs> trying a different technique on just like one-off character model so you're not you know if you're doing a unit you're not tied down to a whole unit or army scheme but you can just mess around with techniques and maybe you know that's something you can transplant to a whole army later or something if you want but yeah you know, you're just messing around that's a good idea so just I, to you know always keep improving your skills rather than you know while i can bang out a, a spell singer i know exactly the colors and everything like that and yeah with those character models i mean i mean it would be easy enough just to stick with the color palette i have for the for the units and just yeah like you said just bang it out get it done but I don't know. I, I tend to be more of a painter and more on the hobbyist side than actually a gamer. And uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. I want it to look look good. I mean, uh, a certain sense of pride of putting something like that down on the table. So for those spell singers, I was working with the sheer painting. Uh, with this, uh, the latest one I'm working on here is the uh, a highborn that's going to be my altar lord, the high elf. Sorry, the wood elf model that. Um, with the great weapon, uh, the big sword pointed down. He's been converted up on a resin base and they've added some uh, very fine brass edge leaves uh, to make a crown for him so he can have a, something like a the helm of a hunt without it being that the big gaudy sort of deer or ram head the other one has. Yeah, thing, yeah. yeah. and then the technique of uh, practicing with this is a uh, true metallic metal because I, I think the uh, non-metallic metal can look a bit cartoony, uh, but straight yeah. metallics looks a little bit... It just doesn't work for for elf armies. I find it's good for orcs. It's great for necrons and imperial guard, but for elf armies, it just there's something about it. It just doesn't work. Sit right with the rest of the model, with the character of the model. Sure. Okay. So what do you so what do you do then? Basically, I use uh, the true metallic uh, metal technique. Uh, basically, involves uh, the same kind of concepts as non-metallic metal. And okay. usually, the first thing I would do is. Uh, Paint the model uh, white or black, and then take a picture of the primed model uh, underneath the harsh lights. So I'll see where all the natural highlights are on the model, and then oh, I okay. can use that as a guide later on. 
the next thing I'll do is give a quick glaze of uh, Griffin Cethia. Then that'll help me just pick out all the details really quick that you might miss when it's in, um, if it's just white, um, because right now this guy's undercoated white. Um, and then from there, you use the, the non-metallic metal theory. So you're painting your areas that you want exposed to light uh, successively brighter until you get to a certain point where they become very starkly contrasted in darks. Uh, so mm -hmm. it really gets that, that nice contrast, that nice metallic feel, but you're actually using uh, metallic paints. Uh, but because I wanted to get a rust color or uh, sort of a coppery, uh, earthy tone to the uh, to the elf without making it seem like a dirty scaven kind of rust. I went with um, a lot of uh, browns from the GW line, so scorch brown, vermin brown, mm -hmm. uh, mixed with enchanted blue, just a little touch of enchanted blue and a little bit of touch of uh, snot green, uh, and that formed my base. And it was all worked up to vermin brown and then fiery orange okay. and um, and then finally a little bit of yellow and white uh, before mithril silver in the uh, top highlights. But each successive layer also is a, um, a component added uh, called a metallic medium from Vallejo. Uh, and basically all that is is paint. Uh, it's a very strong white paint that's just chocked full of the metallic flakes. So what it does is it basically turns your base color into a metallic and depending on how much you add you can make it that much more a, a metal or not yeah and so i use just a very very small amount and it gets quite a good effect in it we'll be uploading some pics to the Flickr site so people kind of a better understanding of what you're talking about yeah so what do you use vallejo paints then or are you all over the board i'm all over the board uh I mean, like everyone else in the hobby, you start with the GW stuff because that's what's there. Yeah. I mean, I love the foundation paints to get going, and I love the uh, – they're about um, – all the, the glaze paints, the new ones, the washes. Uh, like, I use Griffin Seafield like it's going out of style. Uh, I really <laughs> like um, the Badabra, the Badab Black, the Bale Red, and the uh, Leviathan Purple. I think are, you just got to yeah. have them. I, There's I so the much purple. you can do with them. Even just uh, no matter what you're doing, a quick wash of purple on just some strange colors. Like if you're working with uh, even like browns and reds and you wash it purple, all of a sudden it pops differently. It really works. I had a jade green like uh, loincloth. And then instead of washing it with the dark green, <laughs> I washed it with the purple. And it, you know, it made it look kind of, it kind of popped differently, like you said. And it looked, yeah. it looked damn cool. Um, so I'll probably be doing yeah, that. Yeah, no, I picked up that technique from uh, Mini Mentor, those um, DVD lines uh, online. So okay. Mini Mentor has got a line of DVDs that I, I highly recommend. You can just download them. You don't have to get the DVD. But yeah, they uh, they did a, a full model. Um, and the base color for the, it was a Wolfen model from, uh, I think, Reaper. The base color for their cloak they were using was red. And instead of shading down to black, the guy used a uh, purpley blue. And it made such a huge difference and it had a lot of character to it rather than the standard black. I mean, black works well if you're going red to black for like a corn model. But if you want to keep it away from that more sinister look, um, mm -hmm. or if you just want to make it pop and look different than everyone else's reds, um, shading down in a contrasting color like that works well so you can use uh purples for red and if you're shading uh for instance yellow you, you'll go green obviously so you have to play with your color palette a little bit but it, they can really really work i'm finding all that fucking deeply intriguing because i've never really played with that but then the problem is i get into a point where like i'm painting beast man 
and everything pretty much has to look the same, so I can't throw any variety in there. And then yeah. when I'm done with that, I want to do bull ogres, which is going to be the same fucking color scheme, which is just boring the piss out of me. Yeah. Yeah, I hear you. See, well, that's where, um, that's where you would do a character model, Johnny, and do some one-off kind of weird colors. It's okay that, you know, the rest of your character's got that really vibrant blue, but, I mean, if he's a wizard or something, I mean, it's okay if you work in a couple greens or purple you know whatever you know just bullshit you want to try yeah sure and i'm gonna uh, what are the base colors you're using then on the beast man um shit i got them sitting here dude i got three different color schemes for skin the the base coats are bleach bone and then i just use the old brown ink over that to deepen it mm-hmm. and then the other one is bestial brown same with the brown ink and then the third color scheme is uh just the black skin tone and then just highlight them up with blending and then on the fur I always reverse the fur and the skin colors, um, but it's always one of those same three exact color schemes. So you get it looks it still looks really cohesive on the table, um, but it adds some really good variety. Yeah, but they don't have any uh, clothing, right? So there's no contrast to them. It's not like um, I mean, those colors, the browns and the beiges, are hard to to shade with an opposing color because they're not beige and brown are are on the color wheel like that. So you can't work sure. them the same way. Sure. Well, they all do have, like, blue loincloths, and then I'll use blue wraps on the weapons and the wrists and stuff like that. So what are you shading the blue down with? Nothing. I just paint down whatever the darkest. They got, I think there's three GW blues, whatever the darker one is. I start with a base coat of that, and then I work up to the baby blue color. Right. Um, have you considered, I, I mean, you could try there. shading, if you start with a, a brighter, I mean, it's probably... I mean, you could try this on like maybe a character model because you should probably done a shit ton of them already. You don't want to go back a step or from like 30, 40 beastmen. But if you do the, if you start the blue at one of the higher, higher mid tones instead of starting with your base, start it a bit brighter, and then you can shade it down with uh, shade it down with a brownie red instead of going to a darker blue. Okay. Yeah, I can give that a check. So yeah. yeah, that should give it a kind of different contrast it's it's all experiment it's all theory but i just like sure. it, it kills the monotony out of the same palette all the time <laughs> yeah you said you picked all that up on mini mentor is that what it was yeah yeah definitely i'll have the, to check those out that sounds yeah. really cool mcclure's got all those he's talk, <laughs> talking to us before and he he likes them all too yeah he said he just i think he he bought one and then just went out and bought them all yeah, well, I think he, he got the membership. Like, you can get, you can buy them individually or spend like 70 bucks and get all of them. Uh, I mean, they're about, yeah. depending on the length and the what's the content, they're, they run from about 10 bucks to about 25 bucks a piece. Definitely worth it. I picked up their basic one. It's, I think it's actually called Advanced, but it's actually pretty decent. As well as their uh, basic. Yeah. Uh, as well as the uh, monochromatic painting, which is, uh, that was a cool technique to learn. It's a bit difficult to apply to an army, but it's a good technique to have. Yeah. How many of those would you say apply to armies as compared to just, you know, figures, I guess? Do you know what I'm saying? Well, compared to Goldie Demon Painters versus just a guy just looking for a new technique on a, to try out for his next army or something like that. Yeah, I would say that, I mean, apparently I think they do have a speed painting one, and I am thinking about oh, getting shit. that one. Uh, but... Um, for for the most part, yeah, the Mini Mentor uh, paint DVDs are really talking about 
if you start off as a good painter, you wouldn't want to use these as like a, your first approach or first day of painting. Okay. In my opinion, they're, uh, although they probably would disagree, they're, in my opinion, they're not for beginners. <laughs> they're for people who already have a good understanding of the fundamentals of painting. You know, that you've done your first army, you know how to do the basics of highlighting and shading, you know what dry brushing and inking and washing are, but now you want to really raise the bar uh, and then sure. and really push your standards. Uh, and th that's exactly what those DVDs are for. Uh, Bear, didn't you take a class from the Wapples at Adepticon? Um, yeah, that was really, they have a really unique painting style. Didn't Can you speak to well it a bit me. or no? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Basically what they did was they just used whatever paints they had and just mixed whatever colors they wanted. So it was very yeah. kind of like a free-for-all sort of thing. And, you know, I mean, yeah, if you're mixing every single color you're using, I mean, you've got a limitless palette, but at the same time, it becomes hard to reproduce, you know. I wonder if they have some kind of videos or something out, because I wouldn't mind checking that out. Uh, stuff they come yeah. up with is pretty bad. He's supposed to be a pretty fast painter, too. Yeah, that's what I heard. Courtney. Yeah, I'm interested to know what speed painting is really involved. I wanted to get that just to see, is this a technique? Like, I'm, speed painting is, to me, the... It's, it's not probably just a collection <laughs> well, of tips and tricks. I don't know that I don't know what it, you would consider speed painting to be. To me, speed painting is dry brush, ink, wash, boom, and there's your skaven army. You have to be satisfied with the fact that it doesn't look decent or or exactly. only looks yeah. decent, you know. Which I could never yeah. fucking do. <laughs> I know I'm gonna get some shit just for bringing them up, but with my demons, you know that. Yeah. I've been in the works for you know months and months, or actually years <laughs> probably. You played a game. I did play a game. We believe you. Like, for me, it's just, um, what I've come across is just using, like, a base coat that gets you most of the way there. Like, for me, well, first of all, you pick, like, a, like the demons, which are a great army for that, because most of them are just naked models, you know, and you just... Yeah, yeah. So, like, with my, the corn demons, I've really gotten the most success with, where I just paint them, so I just spray paint them all a, um, fluorescent orange, which works really nice because it's a flat, a flat color, so yeah. you know everything sticks to it real well. And then as you wash, you know, like if I just use like the um, what are the ball red or whatever, it's almost yeah. like you know 85% of the way there. All you, you, know, you got to do is maybe add some fine highlights and pick out the few things that aren't supposed to look orangey, bright orangey, red. <laughs> when you, you do know. that, though, does it does it look like? That that's what the techniques does it actually look like all right this is clearly a model it's been painted one color and then washed and washed again or does it actually does it look uh like it's been painted like does it well, like what's the quality you're getting out of that i guess is what i'm asking um well i don't know Raj, what do you think i showed you guys because I, no, I think if you base it once you based it and you picked out the swords and little details and stuff like that i don't it wouldn't look like it was out like I could. You wouldn't be able to tell that it was spray painted and washed, one color primarily. So I think. I mean, it's, it's in the details. You it's not use that. the details to kind of cover it up. Yeah, of course it's not just that simple either. Because like I already like when I did the washes, I would like I've only done a few test models, but I would start then I'd start using the Leviathan purple in like the recesses along with the ball red, you know, just to get some more shading and then just clearly have different... been hooked on the ball blue. So, <laughs> ball. <laughs> my um, microphone shut off here, yeah. so I, I was actually... Be a good... 
banging the, the shit there. out of some stuff here, you know, like with a hammer. Yeah, I mean, literally Chris, with a hammer, Chris not my what? girlfriend. But. <laughs> like banging the like, shit out of like it. Oh, and I did post a picture of the trebuchet on the thread there with uh if you guys want to see what it looks uh, like now. It actually looks like a trebuchet now. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I just yeah. noticed your message come through. I had to shut down the four tabs of porn I got rolling here. <laughs> so I asked this to you guys last week. I posed this question was uh is it legal to construct artillery in Wisconsin? Am I missing something? <laughs> I haven't been arrested yet, Bob. That's all I can say. I haven't been arrested yet. <laughs> he did take out two police trucks who were attempting to get into his house. <laughs> Our laws in Canada might be slightly different, but I'm pretty sure I'm not allowed to build siege weapons in my apartment. <laughs> you got to move to Wisco, dude. I don't even live in a town as big as Stevens Point where these other two boners live. I mean, I live in Wapaka, Wisconsin. Yeah, I saw the uh, video of uh, launching the uh, life-size Johnny doll into the air. <laughs> you fucking jerks. <laughs> hey, I still have a, I still have an idea for a third episode, The Revenge of Hastings. You do? <laughs> yeah. Do you want me to... Can I be in it, or is it just a fucking yeah. mannequin again? <laughs> well, I hope you actually want to be in a video where you're putting that thing, man. <laughs> premise. I'll give premise it a go, dude. start out with uh, me and Joe sitting in a two-hole or... Uh, a two-holer outhouse. <laughs> like one of us would be eating something, Joe, and then one of us would be reading a white dwarf, and then I'll rip a page out of the white dwarf and hand it to Joe, and scan kind of reach behind me like I'm wiping with it. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, the place will start shaking, and a bowling ball will come blasting through or something, fall in one of our laps. And then we, we should go do pan this out the... and see Hastings running the trebuchet, cackling madly. <laughs> we should do this in the winter because it would be a shit ton cooler if there was like two feet of snow on the ground for the video. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was just thinking about Badass. this the other day. You know, I think the white dwarf part was just a nice touch. <laughs> just a big stack of them. You know, that's, that would be hilarious, Bear. We happen to have a two-holer, I think. You got a two-holer? <laughs> yeah, down the hill from where my from my dad's shop. Yeah. <laughs> Are you gonna haul the two-holer to Wapaka for the tournament and put it no. right in the, the main hall just to cut no, the trips? To. I'll just you don't be want happy me throwing can... up in the hotel. I'm, I'll just be happy if I can find a barrel, a BJ barrel to set up. <laughs> the barrel. Pretty hard to find this time of year. <laughs> well, the barrel's not hard to find. The guy in it. <laughs> uh, Bubsy, so how often do you paint? Um, Is it every day? Or no, it's you... definitely not every day. Um, probably, uh, I probably sit down to paint and get about an hour to two hours in, about three, four times a week. And, okay. uh, it's not too, but the problem is that given the rate that I paint, that means like I'll get one or two layers on one model. Done, right? <laughs> yeah. Once I get my first, uh, the first month of my painting logs in for Depticon, I'm going to scan it and post it somewhere so everybody can fucking laugh at how retarded I am for spending pretty much my whole life doing this shit. <laughs> <laughs> I knew he was a fucking dork, but I didn't know he was that big of a dork. <laughs> I wanted so that all my Facebook out. friends can see it too. <laughs> One of the other things yeah. I tend to do uh, on the dork side for the painting is, um, I highly suggest that, is um, for everything I paint, especially the core troops and the, uh, uh, the character models, I'll actually keep a, a record, like a little paint diary of all the layers that I did, <laughs> so that I'll actually store it, and not store that, but I mean, it's just a friggin' loose leaf binder. 
and uh, so they can go back to it uh, for all the models and I'll take out the three or four primary colors in each model of, and the core troops and those all have to be on every character so that yeah. they can get oh. some unity which is avoiding the mistake of the previous high elf army <laughs> <laughs> I kept that same list um, when I was painting my high elf archers because I knew it would be a long time before I got to paint any other high elves yeah. That's, well, that's the other main reason is the big gaps in between paint that can happen. You were halfway through some dragon princes, weren't you, John? Well, they, they were base coded when I realized that new fucking dragon princes were coming out. <laughs> so then they got eBayed with the quickness. Yeah, I converted uh, up uh, for that my elf army. I was doing the same, but I used the cold ones from the uh, dark elf range because I had a Nagra themed uh, high elf army, uh, army. So I figured, yeah, they can use those. Much that's fucking that. close enough. Old. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's cool idea. I like that. Well, the yeah, models well, are yeah. ten times cooler. Yeah, well, yeah. it's good because you get to use the cooler models, right? I mean, I like the rules for the high elves at times, but uh, the models, I think, blow the whole the whole range. Oh, well, at the time, now they're awesome, but uh, at the time they just suck. So I was uh, converting everything with uh, from the dark elf line, with the exception of the Phoenix Guard blocks, because they just sat there and. In a big chunk of metal, and then everything comes out new and plastic, and I get all pissed off. It's like fuck this, I'm doing <laughs> what else? Hey, have you seen bullshit. this? <laughs> On the WHFB uh, forum, someone posted some pictures of a new A bomb that GW's coming out with. Oh, yeah. hot press. And some other Skaven shit too, because we needed more Skaven new releases. Yeah, they got the new warp lightning cannon that mixes up with the plague thrower or whatever the big catapult is, and then they got the the doom flare weapon team, and then I think a, a couple you know, character models. The one that you thought was going to be pretty cool, but then turned out to completely suck. <laughs> yes, that is the one there. <laughs> so, uh, since someone tossed me a link over to that, those pictures, uh, I want to see what the A bomb looks like. Bear, you're on it. I got okay, it. Well, on, give me oh, okay, yeah, I'm kind of in the middle of something. But... Are we taking bets as to what the A bomb's going to cost? Uh, hell, sixty-five. Lot more for you, my That's my guess. Sixty-five. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not up to date on a price scheme. I don't think they are. Kids make the shit up. Sixty bucks. The actual A bomb itself doesn't think it doesn't did it look work? too bad. Yeah, there we go. Of course, no, the paint up. job looks kind of crappy, but yeah, it's definitely the model itself. Two different got ones. Yeah, it looks like they have a fair number of bits that you could use for either or. Bully! Can't. Bully, bully, bully! Yeah, Bubsy, uh. You... <laughs> Someone just get attacked by their house cat. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing to your cat, Johnny? Come on. <laughs> that wasn't me, dude. That's <laughs> <laughs> the bear. What is that? Someone called the Human Society! <laughs> That's <laughs> gotta be the Raj. He's the one with all the fucking sound waves. <laughs> I, think it's, I think it's Bubsy. Yeah, I just fuck him with the iPhone apps. <laughs> you slippery fucking you. <laughs> you fucking bonus. <laughs> that oh, A-bomb is off the hook, dude. You don't even tell what's <laughs> going nuts, on. Man. Yeah, I wanna... How many models do you think you build out of that? It looks like there's two or three of them there. What? I can't I even know. tell what's fucking going on. Oh, yeah, It looks right. like there's a core slug body. <laughs> yeah, and then you can just stick whatever the fuck you want on it. Holy smokes. Uh, warp lighting cannon. It looks a lot yeah, like that the old fucker one. is huge. That <laughs> looks pretty foot. It's a chariot base, bear in mind. <laughs> What's the uh, third image of it? It looks like a... a Engineer or like, something? Yeah. Can't really tell. 
These are obviously scanned from something. They must be. Someone got a hold of a book. Yeah, it looks like yeah, just out next now. month's white dwarf or something like that. Yeah. Uh, next month's Which I stopped paper? getting years ago. <laughs> they never get a really cool white dwarf model that you could get with the subscription. I'd probably fucking resubscribe since that doesn't oh, happen like anymore. The... You don't want any more like dwarves. Said, what's the, uh, not the Doom Wheel, but the other thing, the, uh, the, the wheelie Doom thing? The Doom Flare? The Doom Flare? Yeah. Yeah, it yeah. looks like they got that there, too. Uh, yeah, is that what it is? Yeah. Close it looks alright. Yeah, it looks alright. Doesn't look like it's fucking ready to explode. As far as I think Roger's miniature rat chariots were a lot cooler of an idea, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I might still have to do a couple of them. This is half the cast, we just laugh and chuckle. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just all to start calling them the giggle cast instead of the fucking giggle cast. <laughs> Alright, so Bubs, what do you... Do you watch something while you paint? You watch TV or do you listen to yeah, something? Yeah, usually uh, the way I'm, I'm set up here is I have my painting desk uh, and my computer. I, I mean, I always have the computer on when I'm painting just for reference and, and things like that when I need or mm -hmm. even just to check the email as I go. And... Uh, yeah, I'm always, uh, I got the TV on in the background um, just to just kind of uh, distract me mentally. I think if I just painted and did nothing else while I was painting, I'd probably use it. Yeah, <laughs> um, it gets a little bit monotonous yeah. even when you're on well, the yeah. That's what the masturbation breaks are for, dude. <laughs> <laughs> masturbation break! We better, we better call one right now. I'm getting kind of bored of this. <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll peel off for a few minutes. Well, we'll keep the Keep your headset on, uh, we'll do our business, and then uh, we'll regroup in five minutes. So basically you need to take a shit, right? <laughs> Raj takes 20-minute no. shits, dude. <laughs> More like a five to seven-minute man. <laughs> Since that Same as started. the bedroom. Same as the bedroom. <laughs> I never approach the bathroom without a book in hand. <laughs> I get in there and out quick, man. I don't fucking wait around. <laughs> it's because you usually wait. While yeah. we're out anywhere, you refuse to take a shit anywhere. If you in the bathroom at my work, you'd fucking know why I was waiting, man. Um, yeah. Anybody, what do you guys use for dry brushes? Do you have any good, other than the Games Workshop one, which I like a lot, but they wear out really fast and they're expensive. Yeah. I just use a, like a craft store brush that has been beat to shit. So you just use old brushes. Yeah. yeah that's what I'm dry brushing, right? Or, yeah. Or yeah. If I'm if I'm doing like a, like bases right where you're just doing the sand and the flock, I will use whatever brush is handy that's old. Yeah. Uh, or like a, a big, a larger size brush, you know, from for our Canadian eyes, uh, Canadian Tire yeah. Home Hardware. Uh, <laughs> they're far cheaper, and uh, you don't really need mm -hmm. to care about the quality. But basically, it's just you know, a smaller house paint brush is all you need to really. Sure. If it's uh, a little bit finer, then I'll actually dry brush with a, a proper brush that I've actually cut the ends off. Um, okay. It is a little more costly. Does that make a that difference? Way. Yeah. I mean, because sometimes you want to dry brush, you want to apply the technique to a smaller area. And, right. Uh, That's what I was doing today. My dry brushes are so shitty that they're so okay. overused. Yeah. And that's, I know exactly what you mean. It's fucking annoying. I usually try and dry, do everything that's going to require dry brushing first like no matter what like, yeah I'll do, yeah me too you know, i'm actually painting the bases before the rest of the model if i spill stuff on the base i'm just gonna put static grass on it later forget about it right. <laughs> you could cover up the fuck-ups <laughs> yeah whereas if i start dry brushing 
commando khaki or bleach bone over the top of a base and it gets on something I've just spent hours upon hours, I fucking just want to put them all down and throw it against the wall. <laughs> yeah, I do the same shit. Like when I do, when I paint dwarves, I base coat everything and then the beard gets painted first just because it's so damn yeah. messy. Same for beasts, uh, the fur. Yeah, gotta prioritize that shit. That's only learned through fucking years of practice. <laughs> <laughs> One thing uh, I tried out a little bit, but I haven't done much with it because I, well, the time I got them, I kind of started getting away from a lot of dry brushing. But I tried, I picked up some stencil brushes at like Michaels. They're kind, of, they already like they're kind of, sh- you know, made for like stippling. Yeah. So they're like already cut real short and stiff, but they're um, they're um, stiff. Short and stiff, yeah. <laughs> They come in several different sizes. I got a fairly large one, and then the smallest one they have. It's still a little big for, like, fine. Really Why is it anytime I start talking, I figure out ways of turning it sexual? You know, I can't just, you know, you guys can talk for, like, you, you know, a half hour about pain, and I bring up one thing. Continue. Anyway. Sorry, Bear. The slow labor pace of the Bear's speech gives us time to think of the jokes. Yeah. We can, we can interrupt. <laughs> Try editing a podcast with that fucking guy on there. Man. <laughs> <laughs> this the last one. He was breathing in the microphone really heavy the whole episode. It was like fucking Darth Bear. <laughs> and then before he talked, it would even amp up more. Like, well, you know. <laughs> if he didn't do that, he wouldn't be the bear. He'd be another. He'd just Raj. be another jerk off. And that'd just be intolerable. <laughs> to even to the Raj. Listen to two Rajas and Johnny talking. <laughs> Johnny would have killed himself a long time ago, that's for sure. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> Here's that hilarious moment we recorded in the last one where I got all pissed off because you guys interrupted my tournament talk and just kept going. <laughs> I got all pissed off, <laughs> <Yeah>. you guys. <laughs> when I was listening to it, it was just hilarious. Stencil brushes, Bear? Yeah, yeah anyway, check them out. Them. It might work for you, it might not. I don't know. Might work I'll eyeball them, then I'll know right away when I look at them. Yeah. But they're like in... I don't know, you just ask someone what? Michael's... Why is it called a stencil brush? Because they use them for stencils. Kind of... <laughs> what kind... Like, what kind of stencil? <laughs> I don't even... You just blew my mind here. Why would you stencil with a brush? Well, they're like little tiny detail stencils, you know. And plus, some of the brushes skip... I mean, some of the brushes are pretty big around. They're like, you know, a good inch around, so... <laughs> That's not that big, Bear. I've been telling Crystal that's huge for years, you know. I just I think I'm starting to believe it too, I guess. <laughs> well, if it's been seven years, she doesn't have any reference, so she got her ass fooled. <laughs> All right, I need to take a leak. Edit that. All right. We will be here for uh, yeah. a little bit longer. Here. You How's guys listen to uh, going along? Um, I've been working on gores for the last half an hour or so. Base coat and gore skin. Yeah, hey, um, still base coat. These fucking skivers. Almost done, and it'll be ready for a wash. Sort. <laughs> what were you saying? I forgot. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's probably some listening... another podcast. Yeah, well, did you guys listen to uh, The Blowhards with Brent Corrigan on there? No, is that a smodcast? No, yeah, it's uh, hard. Is the Malcolm Ingram one. No, I haven't. I've never listened to any of those ones. But these headphones start to hurt my fucking head after a while. Yeah, I noticed that too. Yeah, I usually try to not wear my glasses. That probably helps some. That's a good point. I don't need. Oh yeah, that helped a lot. <laughs> oh yeah. 
Oh, oh yeah. I I'm gonna take off my, my pants too. now. That helps a lot. Instantly. <laughs> 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 Feels good. Oh, this is yeah. really helping my concentration. I don't know why uh, I've a lot got of the construction. On. I don't know about you guys, off. but I've been butt ass naked this entire time. You're sitting in your dining room? <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> Sliding around on bear butter here on this hardwood chair. <laughs> <laughs> is bear butter slippery or sticky? There. Depends how long it's it sitting depends, out. Yeah. <laughs> it depends on. You know how I'm feeling at the time. What do you, you eat can today? Control your butter. <laughs> yep. What did you eat today, Bear? Uh, some sort of cheesy hamburger helper. Makes oh, a great meal. Fancy. Yeah. That's one of the fanciest meals we have in Wisconsin available to us. It helps them churn out the extra strength bear butter. <laughs> well, that's when we're not. You know, we ham. We live on hamburger helper when it's outside of brat season. <laughs> <laughs> That Rats. explains a lot. <laughs> He's got to maintain bear status. I was just thinking about yeah. this the other day. You know, you guys, I'm always getting ripped on because I'm yawning all the time. And I realized I'm the only one of any of the, of the boners that actually has a physical job. Yeah. So, hey, uh, my job is mentally taxing, motherfucker. <laughs> it is. That's why so I went like, to school for five years and got a degree that could get me a fucking good job here. Hey, I went to school for five he years, He got a too. degree. Yeah, and what was the second part of my statement? <laughs> <laughs> Still doesn't take away the fact that I am college educated. There, I'm <laughs> physically taxed, holding in farts all day. It's excruciating. <laughs> I'm, my body's pushed to its limit. What the hell's wrong with you, Raj? <laughs> Not the Raj I know. Oh. Yeah, I think I told the bear and the legend this story, but there was like a couple of weeks ago. I actually ate Whatever. in the Century Cafeteria, and that does horrible things to my digestive tract. <laughs> so after lunch, like I sat down and nobody was around. So I just started ripping him uncontrollably. <laughs> and then the lady that sits across from me like spontaneously came back early from lunch. And then she walked <laughs> over, sat down, and she said, Oh, good God. Got up and walked away. <laughs> Is that exactly how it sounded to you? That's exactly. Good God. I fucking burn people up all the time because every afternoon I just go on a tear, and then people people frequently come up to get stuff from me or talk to me about shit. I just fucking play it off like nothing's up. But I know, and they know. So. Well, now we I were just... discussing this how you've got everybody like and they're trained to just be used to the way you talk and act yeah Johnny. this is true it works so, like, yeah you fucking cuss like you do on the podcast at work and, i like, do <laughs> and these people just don't even bat an eye anymore because they're just used to you that's about how it goes dude <laughs> the wild i got interviewed by uh by Joe on the Wattcast yesterday. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. How'd that go? Naturally, like 30 seconds in, I start dropping F-bombs. And I'm like, oh, yeah. shit. Can I cuss on here? <laughs> I, I dropped like, a call oh. that I realized I did, but I just pretended I didn't and kept going. <laughs> yeah, he knew what he was getting into. <laughs> What's the language situation at uh, your workplace there, Bubs? What, for, like, can you swear? F-bombs, yeah. Is everybody real polite? It's Canada. Uh, oh, hey, he's well, we're forensic scientists, so <laughs> <laughs> everyone pretty much uh, drops uh, the F-bomb and everything. It was part of the job to use pretty <laughs> prolific language. <laughs> are you, like, on a fucking CSI team or something, dude? <laughs> we're not recording this, are we? <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, no, sir, we are not. No. <laughs> Do not let your team speak. She's <laughs> saying we can't talk about your free. You, you shouldn't have that Wait on the podcast. Wait a minute, recording. He says right here. <laughs> <laughs> That's some slippery fucking eel. Um, Do I have any other questions for the Bubsters? Yeah, I was going to ask him something. I was, yeah. what's, his, what's his gaming scene like out there in Canuck land? I mean, uh, yeah, how, many, how many points are your games that you play um, as well? Typically, well, in the last... I'd say since 8th Ed came out, everyone, we used to play 2000 was the standard. 8th Ed came out, and then it was yeah. 2250, and two months later, it was 2500. <laughs> um, wow. Which pretty much made my high elf army go from a moon dragon and some small units to with not many upgrades to I don't have any more models painted up, so star dragon, and every <laughs> unit has full command and all toys, and everything's tricked out. So you play it GW shop or like a local yeah, shop? The, uh, Where do you... the, the downtown Toronto GW uh, store has actually got quite a few uh, tables. So it's called the, the Battle Bunker or whatever. So it's basically got mm-hmm. sure. probably six tables set up on the go. There is a standard night for 40k. And there's also a fantasy battle night. The problem is the, the fantasy battle night is Fridays. And usually Friday rolls a lot around. The last thing I want to do is play a game before I have a band. You want to hold so, up at the nerd yeah. board. <laughs> I don't get down as much as I'd like to, but um, yeah, 2500 is probably the standard now. And uh, it seems okay. I mean, it's it's like it is everywhere else, pretty much. I would say um, you have the characters that uh, may not want to associate with, and then you have uh, some pretty good guys as, as well. So. Yeah, do you have tournaments and shit over there or they we're really light on tournaments that's the that's the problem there's not much of a tournament scene at the, at the moment um if there is uh no one gave me the invite interesting 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 okay what's i guess what's one tip or technique that you would want to share with everybody that you think is something valuable or a lifesaver or um, you know, something along those training. lines um you, you've talked think... about a lot already but Actually, I think uh, probably the main technique I'm working with right now with the Wood Elves that's making everything come together is, um, and this is army specific, what's called, a, like I was saying earlier, a muted color palette. Basically, I'm taking three primary colors, uh, and not pro- not primary colors as in the color palette, but three main color pa- uh, colors. In this okay. case, uh, it's Katachin green, camel green, and basically a what looks like a commando khaki, but it's from Vallejo, and it's a bit stronger tone. It's called uh, Terran khaki. Those are the three primary oh, colors shit. that have to be on the bottom. I just dropped the Skaven slave in my paint water. Damn it. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's all wet. Motherfucker. <laughs> dumbass bitch. Damn. You dumbass bitch. <laughs> you dumbass bitch. <laughs> Quick crime, boy. <laughs> Quick crime. You got bigger fries. God damn it, Rogers. <laughs> you didn't hear me bitching when I broke both the front arms off the fucking jabber slith early. Why? Well, you should have said something. That's part of the part of the magic. draw of the pancake. Yeah, the magic of the pancakes. Well, I think our guest was in the middle of saying something. I didn't want to be fucking rude and interrupt. <laughs> Fuck that. I don't even know where you're... The, the primary colors. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, the, the idea with the muted color palette is to take uh, three colors that aren't particularly strong. So, like I said, Katachi green, uh, khaki color, and camel green. So, none of these are particularly vibrant colors. None of them stand out. Uh, but together, as a, as a triad, they kind of complement each other really well. Uh, mm-hmm. And I got this idea from the uh, Miniature Mentor uh, video on monochromatic painting. 
So basically, they, they did just really two colors, and the whole model was painted in a very light uh, khaki and a very dark chestnut brown, and various mixes of all those two colors all the way up. And by applying this sort of limited palette across the model in various combinations, uh, with very few other colors on the main models, get a really strong earthy tone and a really cohesive look, but it doesn't actually look like you've just had just a few colors. It actually looks like there's quite a lot going on, but it all comes together really cohesively. But I would say that this really, that with using the muted colors is only really, I would think effective for certain uh, armies. I mean, it works great for the Wood Elves and I would think it would uh, lend itself well oh. to Skaven and Goblins. But you wouldn't want to do it, for instance, on a High Elf army or a Slanesh army or something where you want those colors to pop. Like, you want a more dynamic look to the model. Uh, mm -hmm. But it gives it a really nice natural tone. And so, it's although it's not a pure technique, it's more something about to think about in your color choice. And the other advantage of it is, is that uh, you've just got basically those three colors plus their equivalent shades and highlights to work with. So, with about 10 or 12 paint bottles, you're doing virtually your entire army um, okay. with the exception yeah. of the character fix that you want to add nice. a few more colors. Um, and it keeps it keeps it rolling and uh, you can get really good quality out of it without spending too much time thinking about each and every little piece of every model. So it really keeps the ball rolling and the paint momentum going. Uh, so mm -hmm. if you're like me and just slow <laughs> on Earth to get stuff done, it, I found it really helped. Okay, that's cool. cool. I think that's something that uh, definitely think about. Yeah. There, at the end of our, our paint night here, what have you accomplished? I think I've got my this trebuchet finally looking like a goddamn trebuchet. Before it was all hey, pieces. Mm -hmm. Now it's actually looks like a hole. <laughs> Is it a fuckable hole? <laughs> Any hole is a fuckable hole, Johnny. <laughs> My bad. And while pack up, perhaps that's the truth. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, stinks. Uh, well, like I said before, I fucking got some sculpting done on the Jabba Sloth. Got his mm -hmm. wings sculpted to his body now, and it looks really good. However, I did manage to do some damage and break off the front legs that I had previously glued on, like, last week. So maybe I did as much harm as, as I did good on there. And then other than that, did the skin tone, or uh, first skin base coat for about 20 gore. Okay. Bubsy? Uh, I actually finished, uh, took a break from painting the harder stuff and did uh, four magic counters in this whole uh, time, okay. actually. What kind of magic counters? Uh, just the like spell counters for the uh, Wood Elf Army. Basically, the, uh, the Dryad and the um, Dryad Sprues and the uh, Glade Guard Sprues have a lot of just extra junk on them, as well as the, uh, yeah. some of the stuff is also from the uh, High Elf Mage set, where it's just, um, it's just, I don't know, plastic trinkets, and you just glue them all together, paint them down, uh, sand and flock the uh, sand the base, paint it up real quick with dry brushing. I don't think I did anything on these things but dry brush and uh, a little bit of painting on one of them, where it's uh, this four winged uh, sprite looking thing. But so is that for the remains and play spells or what? Yeah, for remains and play spells, just a little more character. I like to have. Uh, like for the ogre army, I always had uh, little counters there, like troll guts. You can just imagine what you can do with the green stuff. Or for Toothcracker, I had uh, that sort of bear trap uh, like looking thing that's on the uh, on the ogre's brew. <laughs> that's cool. just, yeah, Mike yeah. Uh, Mike Butcher used to do a lot Cheerio. of that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I find it adds a lot of character to the, to the army, and it 
and uh, gives it something unique, and it takes about all told three four hours worth of effort to do all of raises them. So, your morale. Yeah. <laughs> Really, I just do that to get them out of the way and get them off my painting desk. And uh, I'm like, hey, look at that. Four bases done. Of course, my arm is no further to completion. <laughs> All right. Well, I have base coated the fur and skin on about 30 Skaven slaves here. And I broke wow. the tail off one, and then one guy got one man out. He's drying right now. He fell in my paint water. He's taking more baths this month than your ass has. Millie <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <Nelly> bitch. <laughs> He's going to have to hold while I catch up. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for popping in, Bubsy. Yeah, it's been fun. It's been cool yeah. talking to you, Bubs. Anytime, man. We'll have to do it again. Yeah, this is probably our record for one of the most informative uh, podcasts of any sort we've done in the last. Probably killed your audience talking on the on track. The informativeness went up with the less we talked, the more informative. <laughs> That's not surprising, though. I want to hear the Bubsy. <laughs> Suck my balls. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs>